Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercom. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. <laughs> and that was 21st Century Schizoid Man by Kanye West. Great single, great classic. Uh, and welcome back to Discovering SCP Radio. Uh, I didn't really think the bit through any further than the last first couple of sentences there. So um, the bit's over now. This is Discovering SCP Podcast. There's no Discovering SCP Radio and Tanhany. And here is my comrade, Darnell. Hi, I am Darnell. And uh, apologies, I haven't listened to the radio in so long, I forgot all the various sound effects I would have out of this. Sunday, Sunday. So, right, yes. so that, how many... By the way, that opening bit has nothing to do with the content of the episode either, I'm afraid. Well, that's what, that's what they think. They don't know the hidden Easter egg in one of the SCPs. Okay. I planted it there. Okay, so you're asking me a question, I believe? Yeah, I was. I was going to say, how many SCPs do we have for today? How many SCPs? We have one, two, three normal SCPs, and one that's something a bit special. All right. And that's what we're going to begin with. So our first article of the day. I don't believe we've ever actually got to the content of the podcast as fast before. Yeah, should we stall a little longer? Um, so let's, let's do some more radio gags. No, 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 no. <laughs> People aren't here All for right. radio gags. That's what you think. So here we have SCP-2600-EX. Oh my god, is this fucking fate? So what does EX mean, is what you're wondering. Yeah, yeah that's what I just that's so, implied. Also, we aren't on Series 3 yet. It doesn't matter. EX is outside it. Okay, um, yeah, what does the EX mean, and is this the special one? So, I will read the, the explanation from the SCP-EX page. Oh, does it mean explained? Yeah. Alright, what does that mean? So, an EX, which stands for explained, is SCP is one which we have figured out. It's an SCP that's no longer an SCP, either because it's become commonplace, we've worked out the rules behind it, or that it's just become a complete non-issue. Okay, so if you think something's anomalous, but you find out what it is, then it, it becomes explained. Or if it becomes so numerous that you just can't hide it from people. Yeah, you just sort of incorporate it into normalcy. Okay, cool. And the one we're looking at today is called Third Trout, and it's by Roger. Fur Trout? Third Trout. Third Trout? Third, like a trout that has fur. That's what I said the first time, and you said no. But you said the same word. <laughs> How am I to hear the fucking difference? Furred trout. Okay. I mean, you can make that out from the picture. It looks like a fucking. Fur uh, trout. I don't really have anything to compare it to. Yeah, it's just a furred <laughs> trout. And this is by the guy who made the thingy that you did the interview with. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't watch the interview. Sorry, Roger. It was really long. Okay. So, uh. Let's get into it. Note that uh, length of length of a video should not uh, stop you from listening to our podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are frequently longer. Never, never. <laughs> so All right, let's please, do this. Please stop doing anti-publicity. Right. All right, so, so hit me out. Item, SCP-2600-EX. Object class, explained. So but, wait, this doesn't take up the 2600 slot anymore, no, right? No. Okay. The, the, the conceit of it, I guess, is that previously this was SCP-2600, and then it was taken out. Okay. Because it got explained. So special containment procedures, the majority of these have been crossed out, but I don't have a way to verbalise that, so I'll just say them. 
Okay. Any tributaries believed to contain SCP-2600 breeding grounds are to be dynamited immediately. The seed specimens are to be brought to Research Station 2600 Prime. Specimens of 2600 found alive are to be contained immediately. Personnel to notify the site director immediately for live specimens contained. And now it says no special containment procedures are needed at this time. Okay. So description. So, hmm. Standard, save for that last bit where it's like no more containment procedures. Yeah. Description. SCP-2600-EX is an anomalous species of trout located in Redacted. Okay, so just from what you've told me, the fact that they haven't redacted it being anomalous makes me think that it, it's the one where it's just become so numerous they can't hide it. Mm. So the trout are cytologically identical to speckled trout, but have shaggy white fur covering 90% of their bodies. It is not known what purpose this fur serves, but it's hypothesized that the trout have much lower body temperature than normal speckled trout. Well, that's weird. No specimen of 2600-EX have been discovered alive to date, and it is believed that their spawning ground is in a location not normally inhabited by speckled trout, such as an underground reservoir. Also, oh, so maybe it's it's implying that they died off then? Maybe. All specimens of 2600-EX currently in the Foundation's possession were deceased upon discovery. SCP-2600-EX is believed to have the ability to transfer its fur to normal speckled trout via unknown means. Normal speckled trout tagged with Foundation micro-radio beacons have turned up bearing SCP-2600-EX distinctive fur. Alright, okay, so, we so have far... The bulk of the article here, which is the notes here. So the following log contains notes by, made by 2600-EX. Oh, this, is, this is bizarre. Sorry to interrupt. Because I assume the SCPs, lore-wise, are numbered in order of when they're found, right? Um, not, not all the time, no. Okay, never mind, because these were like in the in just before the twenties. It's currently believed that Director Dobson was influenced by the folklore and culture that he experienced growing up in the area he was researching. This is the probable cause of the highly unprofessional and dishonest way he behaved during his tenure as twenty six hundred EX's research director. Would you like to Damn. I would say that's unprofessional, but if you've ever read like academic papers, like people are always throwing shade at each other. Hmm. Would you like to uh, popcorn these? Yeah, sure. I don't mind. Do you want me to go first or you? Yeah, sure. You first. <clears throat> January 15th, 1919. Due to my history with the area and knowledge of law surrounding it, I have been selected as SCP-2600's research director. Words do not do justice to the excitement I feel. Ever since I was a boy, I have dreamed of catching the fur trout, and now I am in... Oh, so is this a part of folklore? Uh, I think so, yeah. I'll have to look that up later. I don't know if that's like SCP made up or not. And now I am in charge of the world's most advanced lab, completely dedicated to it. I've handpicked the personnel that are going to work for me. They all have the youth and zeal to get the job done. I don't know why I'm reading this like an anime character. <laughs> <clears throat> February 2nd, 1919. Research station has been finished. All of my staff tell me of their excitement. As the primary research director, I've been allotted my own office. I put a stuffed furred trout over my door. Although it may be fake, my staff seemed to find it amusing. April 3rd, 1919. A real breakthrough! Lawrence was out in the field today checking some of the local waterways when he found a deceased instance of SCP-2600. I've ordered greater exploration of the area Lawrence found it at. Gave Lawrence a little bonus while I was at it. I've got research on top priority doing tests on it. We'll have our data soon. And to think I was starting to get discouraged. Uh, popcorn. June 21st, 1919. Nothing. Just a whole lot of nothing. That's all we got from the tests. No major differences. No anomalous properties. Just a trout with fur. And right before our annual review, I will have to come up with a solution quickly. August 8th, 1919. I can't believe I did it. But I had to. We're just so close to achieving a breakthrough. I, I couldn't have let them take my team apart. 
I had Burn draw up some speculative research, but it's okay. The review period is over. If we can find a real one, I can make my new report confirming a hypothesis to add to the main document. I have faith that we will be okay. Okay, so I know this is like for the sake of telling a story, but I find it really funny that like the previous, uh, even if they were falsified elements of research, have been omitted from this uh, article, but not his fucking personal diary. <laughs> Just put that in. That's how much they hated him. <laughs> November 1st, 1919. Nothing. Still nothing. None of our re- results gave us any new data. It's like we've been sitting on our hands for months. We had nothing for the document, so... I had to tell staff that we had results that confirmed them and added it report. But we will get real results soon. I can I can feel it in my gut. Popcorn. January 3rd, 1920. My nightmares come true. Our records are being audited. They're going to go through all of our papers. They're going to see what's different. No. I have research working triple overtime to get anything. All my agents are in the field looking for the possible spawn points I mapped in the document. We can't fail now. I just can't. Wait, but they, um had containment procedures before, which I guess implies that uh, this guy, those are the fake ones, maybe. Mm. Uh, February 17th, 1920. I've ordered agents to start dynamiting the places I marked as spawn points. Yeah, okay, that's it. They can't use it against me if I put it out of commission. I can explain it. I'll say they got dangerous. (laughs) It'll work. I'll be okay. Be okay. Be okay. I need to be okay. This is literally everyone I've ever talked to on the internet. Uh, March 3rd, 1920. I think it's over. I'm sitting in this tiny office. They have the records. I know that any day now I'm going to get that call, and I'll sit in the tiny cell, and they'll ask me about my research. Blast, I can't do it anymore. I'm downing patent medicine in bulk. My staff knows the truth of what I've been up to. I think everyone hates me. I'm going to lose everything I've been working towards. I didn't do anything to hurt anyone. I just wanted truth. Notice to all personnel. Director Dobson has been relieved of his position. Well, they didn't say terminated. Yeah, I don't think this is execution-worthy. This is all fired-worthy, I think. So was every single third trout, like, made up? Or were they real, but they just, like, they don't matter? Well, let's find out. Our investigation found a ring of researchers working with the director, falsifying research documents, and manipulating data in order to justify further research. As of now, our data shows SCP-2600 is nothing more than a fungal infection. It has been designated, explained. You will all be receiving relocation notices to project... to projects more worthy of your time, 059. I actually like this because we spend so much of of the SCP world and, like, these very gritty uh, articles, you know, very serious life or death, and sometimes things that, like, how could they know? Like, thinking back to the Abel with the dimensional rift thing. Mm. But, like, it feels very realistic for how big they are and how much they've done that they would have dud SCPs. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, fuck, we just didn't get it. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just fungus. Sorry. And I was going to say that makes more sense as to why they're dead, because I was going to say it wouldn't really be easy to swim or be an aquatic m- mammal with a ton of fur. Um, most most uh, animals that are, like, marine-based that have fur come up on land, yeah. like polar bears and stuff. So well, I was like, yeah. Imagine a trout coming up on land. Because <laughs> fungus can sort of grow like that, and it would also probably cause death, both from the infection and making it hard to swim away from predators. I imagine after the credits of this SCP roll, there's a shot of like a river and a third trout slivering out. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I just want a fish, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're coming, damn you. 
I like it, not because it's a grand story, but because it's well-written and it's realistic and it brings a new facet to the organization. Yeah, goodwill, and I also like that they didn't make it over dramatic. Like, they didn't kill him over this. It wasn't worth that. They just, like, relieved him of his position. He got fired or demoted. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it feels like they kill people at SCP over literally anything. Um, so I'll give this one, like, a 7 or an 8 out of 10. I like this one much better than The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like this it's one I like as well. It's good, uh, good introduction to the explained concept. And how many explains are... I mean, I don't need an exact number, but like relative to how many SCPs there are, how many explains do you think there are? Is uh, it like a really small number? I would say around 30 or so. 30 explains? Okay. Uh, not exactly. Maybe like 35, 33. I get what you mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Have you written an explained? I have not, no. Oh, you should get on that. I don't know enough about real stuff to write about it. <laughs> I, I can tell because every time we read something with a scientific basis, or like when I tried to suggest it in in our in our writing series, you were like, "No, I don't need this. <laughs> I don't care." <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you don't need it to tell a good story. You're right, but just personal preference. I like that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, uh, should we move on back into a normal SCP land for a little bit? I suppose we should. Back to Series 2. Let's get to SCP-1733. 1733. This one is written by Babaztek. Well, this one has a lot of upvotes. Yes. I haven't seen more than a thousand in a hot minute. Once you get past Series 1, the upvotes go way down. Mm, unless you, Well, we're not always looking at the most popular ones, because I don't want to just jump on everything that's memeable. Right, right, right. Alright, you hear that, guys? If your SCP's popular, it's a meme to Tanhoney. That's not what I meant. <laughs> this includes all of Tanhoney's own works. Um, no. So this all one's right. called Season Opener. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the last one called? Uh, third Drought. Drought. Yeah. Alright, Season Opener, and it's written by... The Baztec. The oh, I like that it? name. The I like his One Punch Man profile, too. Oh, I haven't seen that. So let's get into it. Item yes. number, SCP-1733. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. The DVR containing SCP-1733 is to be kept in a secure video archive at site blank. Playback of SCP-1733 is strictly forbidden unless required for research. Personnel must contact Dr. Geller for permission to study SCP-1733. Okay. okay, so I'm assuming it's some sort of uh, TV thing again, like the Reagan thing was. Yeah. So let's get into it. Description. SCP-1733 is a digital recording of the 2010-2011 NBA season opening game played at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts on 10 26 2020 between the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. You mean 2010, buddy? That's what I said. You said 2020. Oh. Was this a real basketball I'm game? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Agents monitoring social networking sites were alerted to SCPS at the SCP when Boston native Blank Blank complained in a Facebook thread on 1027 <laughs> about a technical foul in the third quarter involving players Ray Allen and Chris Bosch that never occurred in the original broadcasts. When confronted, Blank Blank uploaded the relevant segment, much to the confusion of his derogators. Foundation agents embedded in Facebook's moderator team deleted the threads and procured the IP addresses of all the individuals present at the chat at this time to locate and administer Class A amnestics. Not not to get political or whatever, but I do find it funny. This article was written in, what, 2012? And then several years after we found out that Facebook does sell information. Yeah. <laughs> just selling it to the foundation. <laughs> the Motorola brand DVR containing SCP-1733 was recovered for study. 
Study of the footage has since revealed the nature of the recording's anomalous properties. Although initially diverging from the original broadcast only negatively, such as quarter point totals and occurrences of fouls, the SCP has begun to markedly digress from the content of its earlier playbacks. So this is this one. This note is interesting because I mean we've only read one other similar one, the Reagan one, but that also was like the more times you play it, the more things change. Is that a common anomalous property of videos in SCP, or is that just a trope in general of this type of writing? And it's happened to be in two different articles. I think it's just a trope that happens to be used in different ways. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Because I'm not too familiar with this level of horror outside of like the Ring, which mm. doesn't do that. So, recorded entities have been observed to retain memory of previous playings, and of such have developed a burgeoning awareness of their existence. It's hypothesized that playbacks impart an unquantifiable measure of cognizance to the entities inhabiting 1733, with consecutive playings greatly expanding recall of previous events. This effect is cumulative and extends to all persons in the arena. Quality of awareness has progressed from reported feelings of intense deja vu by commentator personalities Mike and Tommy, to a eidetic memory of preceding playbacks. Agent Michael's question mark? Oh. However, to note, no entities inside the SCP have ever addressed the viewer directly or shown awareness that they reside in a digital recording. Okay, so they haven't gotten to that level like the Reagan one did. So the individuals in the recording are virtually indistinguishable from their real-life counterparts in talent, behaviour, and mannerisms on court. Fans in the crowd also appear to be real human beings in all respects, and Foundation inquiries into the current status of these persons have found nothing of note. Okay, so they're all real people, but nothing that's happened in the video has affected them, but their forms in the video have changed. Hmm. That is creepy. <laughs> so, for all intents and purposes, recorded entities appear to be the actual individuals, but somehow abiding in a digital medium. TD Garden Records have put the number of people in attendance on that date at... One, two, three, four, five, six digits. Yeah, well, it makes sense for a season opening. What's funny to me, though, is like why that number's redacted, because... I, I get why SCP would redact things about the SCP, but the actual attendance, like, why would that number need to be private? That'd be something <laughs> no they would know. brag about, probably. No Nobody can know, can know how, how well our football game sold. It was initially thought that the purpose of the SCP was to depict an infinite number of game outcomes, since players were able to modify offensive and defensive strategies during each playback. By playback 034, players and coaches became so keenly adapted to the opposing team playbook that the score remained 0-0 until 334 in the first quarter. As quality of recall was still weak in early stage iterations, memory of preceding playbacks likely manifested as a vague intuition felt by players, fans and team personnel alike, interfering with their ability to grasp the full scope of their situation. By playback 45, however, comprehension of their predicament had reached such a point that players declined to play altogether and assembled the rest of those in attendance to formulate possible escape plans. It's the conclusion of Foundation researchers that the inhabitants of the SCP are imprisoned in the setting of the recording, as they have been unable to exit by any means. Doors leading out of the arena have not yielded to an estimated force in excess of uh, five-digit Newtons. Am I right there? I'm sorry, I zoned out for a second. What happened? When did you zone out? Uh, like two sentences ago. Sometimes that happens. ADHD, sorry. sorry. Uh, as a conclusion, I found this Richard that the inhabitants of SCP-1733 are imprisoned in the setting of the recording. They have been unable. Doors leading out of the arena have not yielded to an estimated force and exit. Okay, so yeah, that's a lot of Newtons, if you didn't know. So the assembly has also been able to exit from locker rooms, player facilities, and skyboxes. To give you an idea, uh, let me look up how many Newtons a hydraulic press is. Okay. Um, it can do about... Oh, wait, how much is 1,000 PSI in Newtons? 
I don't okay, know. so never mind. Never mind. I lied. It's not that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. So waiting for patrons arriving in at scripted points prior to the start of the first quarter has also been unsuccessful. Individuals leave by where patrons entered and are then unable to navigate and escape from the adjacent corridors that girdle the main arena. Well, weirds me out though. Is this is all they're talking about. What's in the playback, right? Yeah. How would they possibly measure newtons in the video? Like, I get to an extent they can like do physics and I measure distance, <laughs> but like, yeah, it seems kind of bullshit. So escape attempts have since grown more desperate and have included failed attempts at constructing makeshift explosives, all-out rioting, the fact fracturing of the assemblies of three opposing factions, and by a three-digit playback, the ritualistic murder and disembowelment of players in the hopes of easing whatever it is that confines them. Okay, so interestingly, the players seem to just keep playing, but it's the audience that gets more desperate. No, everyone. Oh, no, they also? Okay. Damn. So see timeline document 01 for details. However, upon the beginning of a new playback, all persons are returned to their pre-game status unharmed. So these people remember the previous playbacks? Yes, that's the that's the anomaly. Oh, that's terrifying. So researchers have been unable to duplicate the effects of SCP-1733 with other recordings made by the DVR, confirming the device is not the source of the aberrant properties. Due to the distress visited upon the inhabitants of SCP-1733, testing has been suspended indefinitely. Uh, and there's a bunch of playbacks. Do we want to read these out? These are pretty much the articles, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Alright, what do you want to do, popcorn these yeah, again? Yeah, popcorn. I'll go first. So, playback two. First recorded deviation from recorded broadcast. TD Garden crowd boos the Miami Heat during entrance. Miami Heat forward LeBron James observes to have scowled and shaken his head dismissively at the crowd. Playback 15. Score remains 0-0 for eight consecutive possessions. Fans appear noticeably subdued when displayed on the facility's HD scoreboard screen. Celtic's power forward, Glenn Davis, is able to execute a crucial block late in the fourth quarter on LeBron James he could not complete during the original broadcast, securing the Celtic's lead. Commentators note Glenn Davis's dedication to performing well on both sides of the court in spite of the big freeze blistering ball movement on offensive plays. A nascent awareness of previously played games has begun to form. Playback 26. Okay, so they weren't always aware of the previous one. First Miami Heat victory, 112 to 85. <laughs> I feel like that's a subtle jab at, at the Celtics, uh, or at the Miami Heat, that they it took them 26 tries to win. <laughs> Crowd becomes aggressive, shouting obscenities and hurling foodstuffs at the Celtics. Color commentator Tom Hainson understood the frustration, criticizing the Celtics coaching staff for becoming so complacent after having cracked the code of the Miami Heat offense. As this was oh, first... so they, they had been learning each other's strategies. <laughs> As this is the first game together for the Miami Big Three, it's unlikely any coaching personnel would become so adjusted to an unfamiliar offense in a single game. Uh, Popcorn. Uh, playback 27. Commentators Mike and Tommy note a feeling of deja vu during the Heat's grandiose entrance. Crowd remains subdued during key Celtic plays. Celtics emerge the victors, prompting Tom Hainson to remark, The Celtics have come a long way, winning back the hearts of their fans. When asked to elaborate by Mike Gorman, Hainson could only respond that he felt the team had an embarrassment to atone for, but could not specify further. So they're not exactly aware, but it's going to get there more, I imagine. Hmm. Uh, playback 44. Teams emerge disoriented and confused. Game is suspended. Majority of time is spent by medical professionals assessing the mental state of players who remain convinced they had dreamt playing the season opener frequently the previous night. When informed of the situation by team staff, commentators Mike and Tommy affirm the same feeling. Crowd is also afflicted. Recording ends with courtside correspondents interviewing members of the crowd on the nature of their dream. Playback 45. Players refuse to play. 
Cameramen, facility personnel, players, commentators, and crowd members gather in the court to appraise the situation. All persons are convinced they are reliving the same game repeatedly. Doors are tested but cannot be budged. Recording closes as crowd begins to fashion makeshift weapons to pry open doors. Last in instance of camera being manipulated by the camera crew. All following playbacks are seen through a single static shot of a broadcast view camera. I was just about to ask about the camera, how that works, because usually, you know, they cut between stuff in a, rec in a recording. Yeah. Uh, playback 51. No attempts to exit the building have succeeded. All exits in the arena and adjacent areas remain sealed. A physical altercation in balcony section 318 between an inebriated group of college-aged males and one older male leaves the older male concussed on the floor and unconscious. A bro as broadcast camera is unable to pick up audible voices on the opposite side of the arena, presumably the dispute occurred over the group of males not as assisting with escape plans. First recorded violent incident, popcorn. So, playback 52. The man not unconscious in previous playback is returns a previous state unharmed upon the beginning of current recording. The man ambushes and bludgeons one of his attackers to death at 34-12 mark. Beast! Playback 55. Cognization has progressed to such a point that the crowd is now able to remember the events of that week, as well as friends and family members outside the facility. Attempts to contact outside for help are met with failure. This is kind of fucked up. Playback 65. Crowd is unable to ex exit the facility. Congregation has since developed into the following groups and factions. Players, coaches, and all involved team personnel have presumably barricaded themselves in off-screen player facilities. The infirm and parents accompanied by their children have retreated to the northeast corner of the balcony rise and have leapt in to wait out playbacks as they occur, marking their territory with a Celtics championship flag draped over section 320. Double-digit individuals, henceforth referred to as the Faith Keepers, have proselytized <laughs> to multiple gatherings that they believe being confined to the TD Garden is a punishment for rampant consumerism of the post-industrial world, and have burned offerings of mobile phones, car keys, handbags, and wallets in centre court for the past four playbacks. I know this is supposed to be, like, serious, but fucking, I can't take the name Faith Keepers seriously. <laughs> the group comprises Boston Churchgoers and Redacted, a notable portion of adults numbering approximately, uh... Four digits. Yeah, individuals, however, remain diligent in formulating escape plans. Playback 73. Faithkeepers grow in number after previous playback incident where three males were severely injured by an improvised explosive fastened to an exit door. No damage to the door is visible. Playback 95. Hedonistic displays of sex and violence have sufficiently curved the efforts of proselytizers. Makeshift curtains are hung around the site of an orgy at low J at the urging of Section 320 members. So, kind of creepy. Playback 112. Conditions have deteriorated considerably. Uh, Two-digit individuals leapt from balcony section in opening ten minutes of playback. Playback blank. Uh, Faithkeepers storm play facilities to retrieve Paul Pierce and LeBron James. Players are you mean LeBron James? Yes, LeBron James. LeBron James. Like fucking Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> the players are ritually sacrificed and their bodies are subsequently displayed on the arena's jumbotron. Murders of players seems to have no effect on the recording. Playback blank. Prostatizers have begun to call for the sacrifice of children. Adults have formed a war between group 320 and the Fake Keepers. Playback blank. First recorded deviation in arena lights to a deep red colour. Data expunged. Jesus. Ooh, this one gets dark. Maybe just stop playing the fucking video. They How did. about that? Oh, when? But, Was that in the description? Yeah. Yeah, it's been suspended indefinitely. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I wonder what happened to the original Facebook video. I wonder if that counts towards total playbacks or if it's mm. like it starts a separate count. Yeah. Uh, interesting article. Uh, very pleasantly surprised. Um, 
I feel like it succeeds more in terms of the story it builds than like being a cool SCP on its own because like like I said we already saw this with Reagan but um given the nature of the story and I mean I know it's just generic spookiness uh and descent into insanity but you know it's well written it's well kept I like the detail they put in with like real names and dates I'll give it an 8 out of 10 and an upvote right so oh, wait, not... me ha- wait, 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 wait. hang on I'm not signed in let me sign in so I can give it an upvote no worries so just for the listeners what's your password um, eat my ass. What the hell? On Earth? On the radio? <laughs> they can't see you do it! Come on, Tanny, what's the next SCP? Next SCP is SCP-1782 by Famine Pulse. <laughs> and this one is called Tabula Rasa. Why does the name Famine Pulse sound familiar? I don't know. I follow Can we on read Twitter, it on Twitter, I don't think we've read any of Famine Pulses yet, but well, that's probably going to change. Cause I really well, like I can't even see Famine Pulse because it says account deleted. Weird. Well, he has a new account now, I assume. Maybe there was another Pulse or, or something. Well, let's right. get into it. So, SCP-1782. Yes. Object Class Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. Wait, wait, what's this one called? Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. The entrance and a perimeter of SCP-1782 were to be monitored at all times. Although it is... Oh, an area around it, not it being the perimeter itself. Although right. it has not yet proven itself to be outwardly hostile, the door to the room should be guarded by at least two armed personnel at all times. The area is only to be explored by unmanned drones, which should be requisitioned to the, to the events of 0904 blank. Hey, that's my birthday! Wow! This September is 4th. Yeah. It is me. So, description. SCP-1782 is a room measuring 42 or 45 square meters in an abandoned apartment complex located in Kiev, Ukraine. Imprints over the archway entering the room read Jevna Devat Osmd, which means 198D. 198D. Weird. SCP-1782's interior changes in appearance every three days at 03.12am. The change is instantaneous. It's usually furnished with typical household objects, although SCP-1782 and the objects themselves, when present, are aged significantly with signs of heavy use. The floor plan of the room varies, certain instances having a kitchen, bedroom, and living room, or simply being a large, empty space. Wait, this this SCP itself is a room, right? Yeah. How can it be a Euclid by nature? Because you can't really break out of yourself. Well, it's unpredictable. I guess. That's well, true. Well, it just appeared with a big bomb inside <laughs> I need to remember the box test isn't the only marker of classes. So, SCP-1782 occasionally manifests what appears to be sapient entities and fauna. That is creepy. Sapient fauna? Yeah. (laughs) No, oh, our fauna with animals? I thought entities was just living things. I thought fauna was just plants. Flora is plants. What's fauna? I don't believe you. It's Fun. true. What do you mean you don't believe it's true? The animals are... Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought fauna meant fucking... How many times have I used fauna when writing and, and it was just... Anthony doesn't know what science is. This guy doesn't know what fauna means. I thought it was... Oh my god. How many so mutants are you facepalming yourself with? Okay, so basically uh, every paper I've ever written when I was a kid that had fauna in it is null and void. <laughs> Objects appearing before the change vanish regardless of their proximity to SCP-1782 at exactly 03.12am. Further examples can be found in the early records for this object. And the cross-style SCP-1782 does not appear to have a detrimental effect on subject entering, 
Oh, whoops. <laughs> guess that was wrong. <laughs> Testing, subjects. Yeah. That Testing subjects in all cases return from the interior of the room with a fear of holes. Exact reasons for this are unknown. Yeah, same. Let's go for area record 1782. Are you afraid of holes? No. Okay. Well, it's natural fear, so you don't have to be ashamed. If I was afraid of holes, I wouldn't be working with an asshole. Am I right? Oh, ho, ho, ho. No, I'm kidding. I love Dan. I'm going to kill you. Okay. So area record 1782. Date 08 blank. Event. Room materializes empty. The sound of metal scraping against metal can be heard. A disembodied female voice can be heard repeating the phrase, Shake me. Makes me lighter. Until 03.12am. Ew. Area record 1782. Date 08 blank. Room materializes empty. Sound does not travel through the interior, although upon further inspection, a small area on the left wall of the foreplan emits a faint metallic grating noise. And then 0829 blank event. An elderly human feeding itself to a group of kakapo. Did what not... a kakapo? They're birds, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, they're like cool birds. Did not express pain, appeared amb ambivalent. Well, that was an interview. Yeah, which one do you want to be? Alright, do you want to be Bernie Sanders or the SCP? I will be... I'll be Bernie Sanders. Okay. Let's see if I can do an impression. <clears throat> and then I'll be eaten. There's a hole in the wall in the bottom of the floor. But I don't see how that makes any difference. What could have been? Can you tell us what you're doing? What is your... That's nothing like Bernie Sanders. What is your <laughs> name? It is a meat offering. Thou shalt put oil upon it and lay incense thereon. Dr. Sanders approaches the entity and the group of birds. They are non-hostile. Pour all the rest of the blood thereof at the foot of the altar, chickadees, in the hole in the floor. Dr. Sanders motions for a guard and instructs him to pick up one of the birds. Bird is examined and appears mundane. Skin sample is taken from the entity at this time. The results are later found to be normal. Bird is placed on the floor and it continues feeding on the entity. Tell sorry me what... to do it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, tell me what you're thinking. SCP-1782-1's behavior becomes abnormal. The subject intermittently pinches different parts of its exposed flesh and can be seen trying to make suggestive eye contact with Dr. Sanders during this portion of the interview. Oh my. Nothing out of the ordinary. The birds are hungry, though. Do I look hungry to you? Now, what kind of question is that? You some kind of loony? I'm doing... I'm, I'm not good at being seductive. Is there something wrong? No. I am feeling a bit bloated, though. Must have been all of that sugar and brandy I drank before she brought me in here. There's an abortion under the floorboards. One in the sink, too. Interview concluded. Okay, so I have a couple of notes. One, uh, I came, I thought of mid-script, mid but they mentioned people are afraid of holes. Is there any mention if they tried amnestics to see if that got rid of it? I don't think so. Two, based on the idea of holes, uh, and a hole is full of, of course, nothing, and the whole abortions comment... Uh, small theory starting to form in my head that maybe this room is variations of things that never existed, mm. like things that were going to exist and then something stopped it. Um, just early theory going in before we continue. So, date 0904 blank, event, room appears with two hey. partitions. Oh, that's, oh, that's my birthday! Nice. Room appears with two partitions, including a bathroom housing only a toilet, and a small rectangular entrance accessible through a small hole in the wall. The room is tinted a dull green with what appears to be caked blood and feces on certain sections of the walls. Peanut enclosure. <laughs> Peanut for me. This is my house. 
Oh, God. A man in an orange jumpsuit materialises instantly outside the door to SCP-782. This is you! It's your birthday! Happy birthday! This is how you were born! Yeah. With a television camera. I the abortion under the floor. So it appears with a television camera on its shoulder. Attempts to communicate with the entity are successful, although unorthodox. The entity asks that Dr. Sanders produce a small television set and stay outside the cell so that he record so that he could record the girl in the wall in the bottom of the floor. Those in charge of testing obliged. The following is a transcript of the recording. This does read sort of like surrealish, like maybe yeah. surrealistics if they had existed when this was written would have tackled it. Mm. I really like the setup. <laughs> yeah, you like everything that's surreal. I don't blame you. This one is interesting though. So sixteen thirty oh four to fifteen. Entity enters the room. A faint noise similar to metal scraping against metal can be heard throughout the video. A that seems to be a consistent theme. A decidedly upbeat pop punk song begins playing, the singer repeating the lyrics There's a hole in the wall in the bottom of the floor, there's a girl in the wall at the bottom of the floor. Oh oh you're reading it wrong. It's it's like the Kesha song. There's a hole in the wall in the bottom of the floor. There's a girl in the wall in the bottom of the I, floor. I realized there were lyrics, but I didn't want to sing. <laughs> I know. But you should. You have such a beautiful voice. Music continues until AV feed ends. So then to 18 seconds. Entity takes a right towards a small cubicle-like partition containing only a toilet. Camera is positioned over the toilet to reveal what appears to be a mutilated fetus in the basin. Oh, okay. Well, now I feel awkward singing. Don't touch that dial now. We're just getting started. <laughs> this dude's still doing the radio gag. Okay. <laughs> so, video begins to distort, seemingly for some sort of artistic effect. This continues until um, 16.33.18 when the entity exits the bathroom. Is this just PT? That's why I was saying, don't touch that dial now. <laughs> Oh, that's what that's from. I thought you were just being a radio guy. So, uh, 59 seconds past 40 minutes, camera pans in circles around room, temporarily reaching impossible speeds before again slowing down. Object in the toilet seen previously is cut into view of the footage intermittently. Metallic grating grows louder. So, at 54 minutes, camera fixes on a small hole in the wall on the left side of the room. The entity places the camera on the floor and can be seen adjusting his suit before again picking up the camera. Is this entity still the man they talked to before? There's a different one. This is the orange suit guy. That right. The orange suit, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. This isn't bird guy. Right. I know. So entity heads towards the hole in the wall, entering a prone position and somehow crawling into the hole. Video goes black for five minutes, music continues to play, and heavy breathing can be heard from two different sources. So at 55.06, light returns, revealing a damp, muddy area that the camera could not possibly fit in. View is centred towards the ground, gradually scrolling upwards across what initially appears to, to be a miniature, uncased septic tank with small skeletal legs similar to a human's. As the view continues to scroll, a clear fluid can be seen spraying in a small funnel upwards into what is later revealed to be a human skull lacking a lower jaw or nasal cavity with exaggerated eye sockets. Faint crying is audible as the septic tank object's head moves slightly to the right with the aid of small skeletal hands from opposing sides of the camera's view. Brown liquid sprays onto the object's face before video feed ends. Entity does not return from the hole. This is bizarre because it's a mix of like spooky and kind of like horrorish and also just weirdly bizarre. Mm. This is a bit si very Silent Hill. I've always thought. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, you you are being on me. Uh oh, Danny's become busy with other matters. 
which leaves me to take over his reign. While Come Tanny back. is out, the Darnell will play. Oh. Well, they messed up there. the rhyme anyway. So an RC car with some obstacle clearing capabilities requisitioned and mounted with a GPS and video camera to inspect the hull of the 0904 SCP-1782. Device successfully entered the hull and a live feed confirmed the object recorded by the previous entity. Video feed of the object reveals limbs and heads of the object moving slowly up and down. Footage went on steadily past 3.12am, revealing that the object does not disappear during SCP-1782 cycles, although the entrance to its location is no longer present. Do they, by object, do they mean the skeleton septic tank? Yeah. Weird. So GPS positioning reveals the location of the entity to be in the same location as Dr. Sanders, although testing reveals this to be false. Later GPS readings suggest that the device is located at any mature female within 5 meters of SCP-1782 on any given day. Ew. The entity located outside the door prior to explosion could not be located. Uri was deemed safe and... Um, Researcher Breen and Ortega were dispatched one hour before SCP-1782's reset time of 3.12am to receive a DNA sample from the object in the toilets. So I'm guessing the SCP itself, more than this room, is probably the fucking weird septic tank thing. Maybe. I love how that's the reoccurring character, not any of the other weird stuff. So, um, right, do, the transcript do here? Be, yeah, do you want to be Breen or Ortega? Also, what's holy science? I assume that's like... Weird religious-slash-ritual stuff like this. Yeah, it's a thing for us family and holsters. Okay, and there's a related I'll be, uh, I'll be Breen. Okay. Um, then I will be... Ortega. Alright, hand me the scalpel now. Breen leans over the toilet and, appearing startled, falls backwards. What the hell's wrong?! Before I saw the damn thing move! Breen writes himself and leans back over the bowl to retrieve the sample. Breen immediately stands straight up, closes his eyes, and faces Ortega for five seconds. Yeah. So wait, sorry, what are they retrieving? The DNA sample from the object in the toilet. Okay, but the object in the toilet isn't the weird septic guy. No. Okay. Yeah, it's it's moving. Right. Yeah, okay. I'll do it! Researcher Ortega asks Breen to leave the bathroom and leans over the toilet to retrieve the sample. Researcher Ortega exits the bathroom at a brisk pace without the sample. It looked at me. All right, let's just put the whole thing in the bag real quick. Researchers enter the bathroom again, Breen holding the sample bag and Ortega using tongs to place the object inside. Ortega disappears, the sound of water splashing is heard in the toilet. Breen sprints oh. towards the door to SCP-782 and exits the room. <laughs> you bastard! You left, you left me to die! <laughs> Did he get the sample, though? I, I don't think so. That's fucked up. I really what was like in the, the toilet? Did they, ever, did they ever expand... Uh, sorry, my ADHD is in full effect today. Did they ever? So I'm like missing a couple details. Did they ever say what was in the toilet? Or was I, it just always? I believe it was the there? creepy fetus. Oh, yeah, this is totally PT energy. Um, it is. It's very bizarre. I want to give it a higher rating because I do like the bizarreness, but I just, I don't know. I guess like an. I'm just feeling eight, maybe seven for some reason. Okay, but it's not bad at all. You know, I think it's fun, but I've just kind of noticed that all the ones we've read today don't really have a theme so much as they're a practice in surrealism. Except for the Ferd Trout one. Right, no worries, no worries. Right. So the final one we have today is SCP-1762. Oh, a lot of 17s today. Yeah, this one's not that far off from the last one. Wasn't this the one that got requested in the comments? Yeah, that's why I put it in here. Oh, nice. This one's called Where the Dragons Went. And it is by Ozzy Ouroboros. Yo, that is a sick band name. 
And as you can see, this one's quite popular. Yeah. I have a little paper dragon. Yeah, so let's get into it. So. Oh, it's been neutralized! No! <laughs> Item number SCP-1762, object class neutralized. No! So interesting, when an SCP is explained, it's removed for the number order, but when it's neutralized, it still is always that number? Yeah. It still existed, I guess. It was still oh, anomalous. <laughs> Alright. So special containment procedures. SCP-7062-1 is held in a standard containment unit at site blank. During the period when Dash 1 releases Dash 2, video logs should be recorded for future research. Though instances of Dash 2 have been deemed harmless, they should not be allowed to exit their containment units. Description. SCP-1762-1 is a plain cardboard box that is 32 centimeters by 20 centimeters by 26 centimeters. It's spray painted silver on the interior and exterior, and the words here be dragons are handwritten in black permanent marker on the lid of the container. Excuse me. Opening the lid of Dash 1 when it's not in the process of release reveals it to be empty. <laughs> Dash 1 will infrequently open and initiate a release of Dash 2. During this time, the Brox will briefly emit it's a large amount of black smoke that quickly dissipates. It takes an average of 20 seconds for Dash 2 to emerge after the smoke clears. Dash 2 is the collective term applied to the beings that emerge from Dash 1. All instances of Dash 2 bear resemblance to various types of dragons in both eastern and western depictions, albeit in forms similar to that of origami models. This is definitely more cute than something that... I guess it's anomalous because they don't know where it comes from, but this is really cute and I like it. It reminds me of Wondertainment dragon snails. Yeah. Analysis of Dash 2 reveals they're composed of cami paper. After exiting Dash 1, instances of Dash 2 will fly together in large groups and interact playfully with any nearby personnel and each other. Dash 2 vary in length from 9 to 30 centimeters. All are capable of sustained flight once they exit Dash 1, and have been recorded attaining speeds of 15 kilometers an hour. The, num so the number of Dash 2 varies with each opening of Dash 1, with numbers ranging from 50 to over 400. Oh wow, that's a lot. After what is Kami? Kami paper is origami paper, right? Sorry, sure, that was bothering yeah. me. I wanted to bring it up, but I forgot. Okay. After approximately two to three hours of time spent outside of Dash 1, all instances of Dash 2 return and fly back into Dash 1. During this time, Dash 1 will once again begin emitting smoke, and instances of Dash 2 will vanish after passing the rim of Dash 1. Dash 1 closes once all Dash 2 have returned to it, the next date of release is inconsistent. A message written or carved into a very material will sometimes materialise on top of Dash 1's lid once the box retrieves all instances of Dash 2. Attempts to send a message or recording device back with Dash 2 have provided negative results. These documents and their appropriate dates of appearance are being compiled and recorded. Addendum 01. On blank, blank, 20 blank, SCP-1762-1 began to undergo a series of events that lasted 11 months and 28 days. These events, as well as prior event incidents that led up to the beginning of the scenario, have now been classified under the title The Jabberwocky Event. So Jabberwocky is from Alice in Wonderland, right? Yeah. Did it have anything to do with dragons or killing dragons? Um, it's, it's The Jabberwocky, the creature in that, is never really specifically described. But, like, what was its role in Alice in Wonderland? I'm not 100% sure on the role it played there. Let me I'm just going to look up Jabberwocky. Oh, it's actually a nonsense poem written by the writer of Alice in Wonderland about the killing of a creature named the Jabberwock. Oh, and it's included in Through the Looking Glass, so it, the sequel to okay. Alice in Wonderland. Scared me there. The volume came back in your throat. <laughs> You're like, ah, and you could feel your energy, Tan. Okay, well, should we get into the uh, messages? Do you want a popcorn, these? Oh god, they're long. I thought we were almost. 
<laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Wow, there's a lot. Uh, okay, sure. So, document 7062-1, date obtained 2004, blank, blank. This is the first recorded instance of Dash 1 opening while contained at site blank. You have found us. Thank you. <laughs> it has been so long since we last saw each other, friends. The peace has been upheld. The giants and behemoths have kept their word and not caused any trouble since you last came and gave the order. We missed your company. How has your family been? Do you still know how to work your room? You are welcome to visit any time. So just reading it, due to the nature of how, like, not necessarily surreal, but just bizarre and kind of quirky it is, and then given the whole Jabberwocky context and reading this first message, this really does kind of give me an Alice in Wonderland vibe. Hmm. Like, there's a whole little history going inside the box, and we're finding out about it every time it comes out. Yeah, I like that. And, and it also seems that it doesn't recognize whoever owns it. They must think it's whoever previously had it and communicated with them. Hmm. Very cute. So, Blank Point 2004... It's strange to see how much your world has changed. It's even stranger to see how we now appear in this place. In fantasy, we are much bigger. Or maybe you've grown taller. Fantasy is still the same. We hope you can visit us like you used to. Though our room is as grand as ever, it appears yours has shrunken. We do not understand. The rooms were supposed to be maintained, as was our agreement. Please restore the belief. Okay, so very, very much Alice in Wonderland. Hmm. Really coming in thick now. Alright, uh, 2005. Only 20 instances of SCP-1762-2 appeared during this event. Said instances did not lift off and instead walked slowly on foot for the whole period they were out of Dash 1. Friends, we apologize for our few numbers. We've had to remain in fantasy for quite some time. The others are growing impatient. We're trying to keep the peace, but please, for all of our happiness, repair the room quickly. We know you are trying. Your family is the most imaginative of us all. Oh no, they relied on a special room or imagination, and the SCP Foundation doesn't have an imagination, so they're all going to die. That's what it is, isn't it? Oh. Because they were used to being, they were created from imagination. Without imagination, they're going to die. I can tell. I can feel it, Tan. Is that, am I right? I, 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 let's continue. Tony Blank. Along with ten instances of Dash 2 appearing, three balls of yellow crumpled construction paper were expelled from Dash 1. These pieces were observed to shake violently for five seconds, then ceased all further movement. They were picked up by Dash 2 and returned to Dash 1. The giants were foolish! Your room was not ready to accept them yet! We're sorry, friends. We hope that we can still see you, but time is growing short for our happiness. No! No! Uh, 20 blank. Five instances of SCP-1762-2 emerged. King said document. They immediately returned to Dash 1 after depositing on the floor. They're growing smaller every time. Tensions are rising. Fantasy is becoming darker. We, the serpents and the hybrids, are furiously trying to hold them back. But the giants and elves wish to strike and make an entrance. They say that your family has grown stupid and ignorant. We hope this untrue. It would sadden us all greatly to know that you have forgotten. Popcorn. So document 762.16, date obtained, blank, blank, 20, blank. A single red inst instance of Dash 2 emerged from Dash 1. Its wings were torn, it was noticeably crumpled. It collapsed onto the floor one minute later and did not move again. Upon its expiration, the body of Dash 2 rapidly unfolded and revealed a message written on the right side of the paper. War. Goodbye, friends. <laughs> two hours later, Dash 1 opened and emitted flames that reached two meters in height and temperatures of 1700 degrees Celsius. I'm crying over the origami dragon. Sounds of distant roaring were heard from within Dash 1. At 2,800 hours, a large amount of torn paper pieces and paper balls were ejected from Dash 1. Several damaged Dash 2 were also expelled and were deemed deceased upon examination. Dash 1 continued to sporadically open and close for the next six weeks. 
leaks. During this time, it continued to emit fire as the amount of paper discharged from it steadily decreased. Matter resembled muscle and tissue were continu continuously expelled from Dash 1 at increasing frequency. It then remained clear. Oh, like real muscle and tissue or like the paper stuff? Uh, it doesn't say paper, so I assume real. Jesus! Dash 1 remained closed and inactive for the next seven months. So, document uh, 17, date obtained, blah blank, blah blank. This document was discovered lying inside the interior of Dash 1. It was written on parchment and many of the words had been blurred or stained with blood. Are you still out there, friends? We miss you dearly. Fantasy is no longer safe. Ah, Haven, your beautiful creation is gone. The giants are the dead. The imagination. The centaurs are dead. The birds have fled. We are going to bury your room. We cannot risk hurting you. This is our goodbye. Maybe one day your family can build another room. This may be a hollow hope, but we will cherish this thought. Okay, so theory crafting. Uh, this was built from the creator's imagination. The room they're referring to is a place in their world that basically equals coming out of the box. Mm. Uh, and now they're going to bury the room in their world so that nothing will come to hurt this person. <laughs> no. So one hour later, Dash 1 began to shake and emit smoke for 15 minutes. After which it began to sag and collapse. Yep, that was the room. Several portions of the box began to char and tear, creating small burn holes throughout. The words, here be dragons, on the lid of the box were burned away. I'm crying. Document 1762-18, date obtained, blank blank 20 blank. This is the final message obtained from SCP-1762-1. My final message. <laughs> Change the world. It was written in ink on a papyrus scroll, and also depicted a scene of a painted mountainous landscape filled with large trees and waterfalls. A single winged dragon can be seen in the background appears to be flying away. The message is written in blank ink in the bottom right-hand corner. Master says that we won't see you again. We are sad. So are the remaining others. We once filled each other's heads with dreams and goals. It is so sad that we cannot serve them any longer. Master says we have to go. He says it will make us a new fantasy. He says you cannot be a part of it. We are sad. We love you. We will not forget you. We are scared. Will you forget us? Upon removal of document 18, salt water began to leak from Dash 1, and the burn marks that covered the container began to disappear. Three minutes later, Dash 1 had been restored to its original state. The words, here be dragons, were replaced with the words, here were dragons. The Jabberwocky event is declared concluded with this occurrence. Addendum 3. Since the end of the Jabberwocky event, Dash 1 has shown no further anomalous properties and has been declared neutralised. Dash 1 and three deceased instances of Dash 2 now reside in researcher Yoshihiro Takanaka's office for commemorative purposes. <laughs> Why would you show me this? Do you want to read the last bit? Fuck you! <laughs> oh. After nearly eight years of inactivity, researcher Takanaka reported 1762-1 began emitting purple smoke and spontaneously opened at 2300 hours, falling to the floor. It dislodged a single chunk of crystal, later identified as amethyst, and a large leather-bound work. Book, sorry. Contents of this book appear to detail various species that once lived within the world of Dash 2, Though from what the author has written, all organisms mentioned are likely extinct. This book is now classified as 62-bull-1. Hang on, I want to click that. What What's it called? Oh, that's um, that's sort of like a bestiary of things in that world. I'm saving this and using them in our game, D&D game. Saved. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I have to reopen the thing now. Contents of this book, blah, blah, blah. 
The Amethyst Crystal had the following card into it. Oh. One last time. Is it implying that if someone like reads the book and like believes enough, it'll come back? I don't know. Why does no one in the Foundation have any fucking imagination? I hate this stupid place. After falling, Dash 1 continuously emitted smoke for the next 40 minutes before ceasing all activity. Upon trying to pick up Dash 1, Takenaka reported that the box proceeded to decrypt upon touching it! Servants <laughs> are now kept in a containment capsule in his office. Tan, fuck you. Alright, Pete, pull one out. Why did you make me read this? Because this reaction is good content. It really is really good. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. It was very pretty, very beautiful. Fuck you also. If you guys were worried, I didn't actually cry, but I am actually upset. He's very upset. He swore to me. Yeah. Eat my ass. Tanny, of you, I am not a fan. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and with those immortal words, um, I don't have anything else I feel the need to say for this episode. Do you, Don? Don, Don, Don remember, remember, you can follow Tanhoney at Anthony Shacklet on Twitter. Oh. You can join our Discord. Well, I feel so weird to plug after that. And join our Discord. No one asked you to plug. You are doing this by yourself. I know because I'm doing what must be done. Uh, <laughs> just promote the channel. <laughs> Here there be YouTubers. There were YouTubers. Uh, you can find a link to the to the Discord, probably in the description of this video, also on the channel's about section. You can give us, you can go there, say hello, meet tons of people we've been talking with, various writers, just people that are fans of SCP. I think we have an artist or two, maybe. Yeah, let's see been what the last, the last thing said in our general chat was. Oh, no. <laughs> Not um, if it's too bad, though. People using the bot. We need a bot commands channel, and maybe that will uh, be included. Yes! Chrome random anti-memetic! Uh, plug zone. Plug zone, last thing said. I like bunnies! Badass. That's the kind of conversation you can expect in this server. Yeah. So, uh, it's very cool. We all have a good time. You should join if you are a fan. And of course, if there's any SCPs you want us to take a look at, I believe the last one we read was at someone else's request, so really I should be saying fuck you. Uh, but also, thank you. It was a good story. Um, <laughs> if there's anything we do, we always listen to our fans. Yeah, except when we don't. Because we can't but, afford uh, not to. If you guys have SCPs you want us to take a look at, put it in the comments or let us know on our Discord. Uh, Tan, I believe we might do some sort of live stream this week. Nothing guaranteed. Yeah. Or wait, this is going to be a week late, actually, so yeah. it would have already happened. Whoopsie. So, um, <laughs> you're, by the time you'll see this, you already know whether we did a live stream or not. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you were there. If not, I'm sad. Yeah, so uh, if you weren't there, I hope it's because we didn't do it and not because you hate us. <laughs> Here, there, we're live streams. And oh. with that, I know I said we didn't have anything else to talk about, but we talked for another five minutes anyway. And that's because just... of that sweet, sweet ad revenue, baby. I don't get any ad revenue. I'm a liar. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have any money yet, but we'll get there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We are resourceful young men... Stalwart and true, honorable, crime kingpins, filled with hope and talent, and willing to put in the effort. Hey, Donald, uh, guess what? What? I killed the dragons. <laughs> <laughs>